Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 292, right on track from 2003. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode is brought to you by the Disney Wish cruise ship that now is nearly 30% more fuel efficient and emits approximately 20% less greenhouse gases by using liquefied natural gas. Shout out to the Disney Cruise Line and the Disney Wish. Well, shout out to the Disney Cruise Line, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. Joe, we, uh, we, this is still technically lap 12. We have not kicked off lap 13 yet, because we're not doing the new movies yet. But we are now in the the interlude, the Fast 10 interlude. Uh, yeah. And what better way to kick things off than by watching a 20-year-old movie with, like, a 15-year-old Brie Larson? I have a question. Uh-huh. Which one is Brie Larson? Are you serious? It's the younger one, right? Yes, not the star. Okay, that's what I. It was. It was. Did you tough. watch this with Rachel or no? No. Okay, because if you watched it with Rachel and you still came with that question, I would have been stunned. You alone, understandable. You yes. with Rachel would have been stunned. No, uh, I watched it alone, so I was. I. I, I was ninety nine percent confident it was her. It doesn't. It doesn't look like her. No. I think you can tell that she is like like she's. She's got a different part to play, but she is infinitely more charismatic than Beverly Mitchell. Like she's so much more engaging as a Who's kid the actor. Main girl? Yeah. Yeah. Um Beverly Mitchell, aka the worst part of Seventh Heaven. Um, which we don't need to talk about Seventh Heaven. I, I that's the only re- I think that's the only thing I was thinking about this actually, like who tried who actually broke out of Seventh Heaven, and I think it was just Jessica Beale. Like nobody else on that show ever did anything like of note. I think Someone they added in, like, in a later series, I think, became, like, Arrow, maybe? Like, on the DC TV series, Arrow? But he wasn't, like, an original. Like, he was, like, a later edition that they're, like, we need to jazz this show up because nobody gives a shit anymore. But, like, this was, I think there were, like, five kids in the family. And this and the main star of this was, like, one of them. Um, And other than being, like, TV cute, it's just, like, her character was annoying and terrible. And, you know, she's not great here either. But, you know. No, it happens. So Right on Track is available to stream on Disney+. Plus. It is yep. a fact-based drama chronicling the story of two determined sisters who battled the prejudice of a male-dominated sport to become world-class drag racers. And that's the description. And I would say that's not true because, like, it really has nothing to do with Brie Larson. No, they they kind of just show it at the end that, like, her sister also wins a ton, like the yeah. Brie Larson character. But uh, she's not the main character. She's kind of sidelined the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the characters they were playing, Erica and Courtney Enders, were 15 and 11, but the actors were 22 and 13. So Brie Larson, like, relatively appropriate, 13 for 11. But Beverly Mitchell, 22, playing a high school student, 15. So there's that. She looks – she 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 could – she plays down. She, she could, does play down, yeah. She could be 18. If you would she have has said, that like, kind of, like, doe-eyed, like, who, me? Yeah, like, cheruby, cherubic face mm-hmm. type situation. Yeah, I get it. And the only other trivia on IMDb about this was basically the stuff that they mentioned in the post-credits of this movie, that Erica turned pro in 05, was the first woman to win the the NHRA Powerade Drag Racing Series in 2012, and then she won the 2014 Pro Stock Championship named Racer of the Year, and she won a few more titles. So just like, hey, you know, they went on to success, which is pretty cool, but... You know, there's there's no trivia about this movie because this is one of those Disney Channel original movies where it's just like once a month or once every two weeks or whatever. There's just a new one of these. Yep. And, you know, they all they, – they span the gamut. And I don't think I saw this one. I think I would have been – I think I would have aged out of this one because I would have been 15 when this came out, which I'm way too old for that. But, like, I remember early on, like, Disney Channel original movies like Smart House and stuff like that. Like, I, I, definitely, I definitely saw and looked – I mean, not Rachel levels of, like – Stayed up till eight o'clock at night to watch High School Musical, but I remember she loves watching Smart House too, dude. That's funny. Smart House is a good one, up. man. She likes. Did it. you watch any of these or no? I'm sure that your sister probably did, but did you? Um, no. I and I don't think that she really did either. Just not in my presence. I remember her watching like maybe the Disney Channel shows like Zoe 101, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Like I remember mm-hmm. her watching those that were like you know kind of the next generation. I think it was right. kind of after this even, you know, but like I was in a weird spot where this I was already phased out of this and then 
I don't think that they were as big when she was young. I think the weird thing with a lot of these, like, not, but the movies were, like, ongoing. I think they are just, like, hit or miss, like, whether you saw any of them. But, like, looking back at these series, it's, like, that was the most important series of my childhood. It was, like, on for, like, two years. They did, like, 60 episodes. It's just, like, oh, like, if you weren't watching Disney Channel or whatever, like, from 03 to 04, like, you just missed this thing that was, like, found eight. It's just, like, a yes. weird kind of, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, I don't know what I was doing I don't know, being a being a preteen boy, I guess. So not watching Disney Channel on Friday nights or whenever yeah, this was on. Exactly. There's not a ton of background about this. I can't figure out what the budget was. I can't there was no box office because it didn't go to theaters. There's no Metacritic. The Rotten Tomatoes has two reviews, one positive, one negative. Um, the it was written by Sally Nemeth, who I don't know anything about. Uh, also written by Bruce Graham, who wrote the Disney movie Anastasia. It was oh. produced by this guy, Don Shreen, who did all three High School Musical movies, and also Wish Upon a Star, which I think was an e- either another Disney Channel original movie, or maybe just like an actual movie that like played on Disney Channel a lot, but that I remember seeing for sure. But the interesting thing, and the only, and I think this is really, it's 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 funny to me how business like the business is sometimes, but okay. it was directed by this guy, Dwayne Robert Dunham. I noticed um, his name, because I was like, Dwayne Dunham is kind of like Dwayne Johnson. Well, Dwayne Robert Dunham also sounds like a serial killer, like a three-named whatever. But yes, sort of like Dwayne Johnson. He would direct Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, and Little Giants, as well as other Disney Channel original movies like Halloween Town, The 13th Year, Ready to Run, Right on Track, and Tiger Cruise. But what's interesting to me, two things. Yeah. So this guy who's like Disney, 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 is best known for his collaborations with George Lucas and David Lynch. Served as editor on Return of the Jedi and Blue Velvet. What? Um, he's directed episodes of Twin Peaks. He won an Emmy Award for Twin Peaks. He edited all 18 episodes of Twin Peaks, The Return. In 1978, he was the first person to publicly portray the character of Boba Fett at like a uh, county fair. Like this guy who's just like, hey, uh, Disney Channel original movie for kids. It's just like... I kind of grew up like with George Lucas as like friends and doing work with him. Yeah. Dressing as Boba Fett in public and then also editing Twin Peaks and like fucked up Blue Velvet David Lynch shit. It's just like it's so weird how just like to a lot of people and like this is not a knock in any way. Just like, hey, that's a job. It'll give me money. But it's just like this guy who came up with like the most like kind of edgy like, you know, sci- like sci-fi Star Wars stuff. But then like, the you know, the weird transgressive David Lynch stuff is just like, yeah, all right. Disney's where the money's at now. He makes fucking right on track it's so it's so weird because like that's very strange yeah you watch this you're just like all right like this is just a movie like it's not like there's anything like really radically interesting about i don't think visually or anything it's just like nothing they know who they're making it for it's a kind of a girl power empowering for young women type of story yep and it's like what this guy do oh he did twin peaks okay yeah (laughs) weird so (laughs) doesn't not what i would have guessed if you were like what tv show did you think he worked on Twin Peaks would have been at the bottom of my list. No, it's so, so weird. Um, that's, I mean, the, the the intro to this is very short because there's not a lot of info, but what did, okay, I know that this is not a movie that, like, 35-year-old dude should dude be should watching, watching, but, like, with that in mind, did you like anything about this movie? Because it was between... So we had, like, an extra week here, and there were two movies. There was this, and there was, like, a what seemed like a straight-to-DVD Jason Momoa biker movie that I'm like, that's probably not going to be good. It's called Road to Paloma. <laughs> we can maybe do that at some point. But, like, I'm like, this will probably be just, like, quicker to go down. You know what I mean? Like, not that this is going to be good, but, like, I know it's, like this is, like, a known quantity. So I just, yes. like, between the two, I like Brie Larson more than I like Jason Momoa. Um, I don't know that we should have done this for the pod. I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it's fine. kind of appropriate. It's kind of appropriate. I will say that if Tess is half the driver that Courtney is, family's in good shape because she's True. a much better driver than her, her sister. But does this canonically make this guy Mr. Nobody too, by the way? He's, a, he's, he's an engineer tech guy and he's Brie Larson's movie. dad. I was like, do I know this guy? And I don't think I do. But he no, looks it's like one of these eight yeah. actors. Who yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be any dad in any of these movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. May- so yeah, I guess he is Mister Nobody. Maybe Tess has a sister too, played by Beverly Mitchell. I don't even know if she's still acting. But was there anything about this movie that you uh, liked? Because I have, I have a lot of notes. Because it's just like, 
a girl is racing. Like I just wrote down like a lot of the dumb plot twists and stuff. Like we have stuff to talk about, but like, did you like any part of this? I I did enjoy that it was a movie with a girl lead about doing sure. a non-girl yeah, yeah. thing and succeeding at it. Mm-hmm. And that is cool. And that's yes. cool that that story is told. The movie itself and the like, the whole, you have to be a good sport, but then that kind of just goes away. Mm-hmm. The, the why is she always playing volleyball for no reason? Totally not necessary for this movie. Um, I think that's kind of the Disney Channel, like, where Zeph is in the theater and also playing basketball. It's like he's torn between two worlds. It's like, not really, because you can kind of do both. It's just like, there's not that, but yes. Also, there's no way that your coach didn't know that you were also, like, drag... Like, she says, like, I will be back. And then she's like, well, we got, like, our car broke down. They're all... And she's like, I'm disappointed in you. And it's like so pissed that the car breaks down. It's like, what do you want me to do? Like, that's not like I chose to break... But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... No, not much to like (laughs) here. (laughs) I mean, it's not... It's clearly not a movie for me. But there were just, like, a lot of things that I'm like, oh, yeah, like, and then I start, like, drifting, and I'm like, man, these were, like, a big part. Like, you just were talking about it, of, like, people's childhoods. Mm -hmm. Man, that's saying a lot. Yeah, like, like, I, you, you and Rachel tend to say it's, it's not a phrase that I, I, I particularly love, but, like, it was a movie, but I do feel like, especially for kids, just, like, that's a way to kill 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just <laughs> yeah. on TV. That's yeah. a way to sell some product. And Not even product. Like, what are they saying? They're not selling No, I mean, like, any- during the commercials, like, we need, we need, we have oh. two hours to fill. Here's a 90-minute movie so we can sell 30 minutes worth of, like, Com- uh, cereal pl- commercials. Play-Doh and cereal and, like, Polly Pocket or whatever in yeah. 2003, right? It's just, yes. like, okay. Yeah, that's, it's a vehicle to, to sell. Yeah those things i i can agree with that yeah so there's a thing in here so they're drag racers that's also the thing like when when it's right on track like i know it's like it's like a drag strip but like i was hoping that they would be like almost like more go-karty or like like there's like an actual course yeah uh but no it's just like it's just quarter mile drag races which is more fast and furious to be honest yes but also like less maybe visually interesting but pretty boring visually i agree with you that's a that's a very good point uh, that, like, it's – there's nothing – it's just a straight line, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's probably why we don't have a ton of straight drag racing movies. Yes. It's probably very uninteresting to shoot and, and, and watch. And even, like, the Fast and Furious knows, like, quarter-mile race, we're going to, like, actually race over, like, a mile and a half because like, if it's just a quarter-mile, it's like this is, like, a nine-second race and, like – yeah. It's boring, right? It's just like one car because you, you, you kind of know who wins, and like they do that, like you know, race wars in the first movie, and even then, like it's just like one of these cars is going to overheat or whatever. But there's a thing in this movie that I've never seen before that what? I, I'm sure exists, but like there's that handheld kind of like game thing that they're like pressing to get like yeah. off the line. You, yeah, that was that, cool. that's got to be real, probably, right? Yeah, I think so. I, and I'm there's like new versions of it because you you've seen all the um, have you seen like the one on the wall that the sports guys do? like quarterbacks goalies like they all have this thing it's like on the wall and it's like maybe eight buttons or something and they like light up and you have to hit it's like whack-a-mole with your hands but you play it on a wall okay and it's just like reaction time right? sure okay that makes sense yeah so i'm assuming that this thing does exist or maybe that's like this is something her dad built her they don't really explain it which would be a cool part to explain good good thing that they left out they accuse them of cheating because she keeps getting, like, perfect jumps off the line. They're like, well, you're Mr. Engineer. It's like, is he, though? So he might have just made it for her, but they're like, you could have done this. There could have been, like, you go about, like, a light emitting whatever in the front of the car that senses the thing. It's just like, at what point in the movie was this guy established as, like, a tech guy? I don't know. I Like, a mechanic, sure. But he's, like, Dom and Jesse mixed together, apparently. Yeah. And just, like, a dad. Like, everybody's just kind of, like, a character. I don't know. Whatever. Um... But I thought that was kind of a cool, I guess it's like, like, it's just a tinier reflexes, but like, she's pushing a button, she's not like, how does, okay, here's a dumb question, how does a drag racer, like, do you step on the gas, is there a button you press, like, how does you, act, how do you actually, like, when the light turns green in a drag race, 
Like, what is the impetus to go? Do you stop on the gas? Do you know? If you release the clutch, do you catch gears and go? I don't know how they use they now they have like all kinds of like pa- like paddles and shit. Well, now yeah, but like twenty so twenty years ago when you're a fifteen year old girl in this like tiny little car, uh, is like I know it's just doing her. It's gauging her reaction time, but yes. it's not like she's recreating the motion of starting a car. No, it's she's just, just how quick green. she's reacting. Yes. Yeah. So like it's I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out if that's actually helpful or not. Like it's helpful to an extent, but it's not like it's not the same thing. It's close. It's it's part of it. It's part of the it's part of the puzzle. Yeah, she doesn't have like a, a simulator with like right. all the the that on would be switch. Cool. That would be really know. sick. But you'd need like a whole thing for that. Where right? you like have the lights come down, and you then you like you hit you release the whatever. Yeah, yeah. You foot on the gas. Foot but on she the just clutch. Like, I don't know. I think that the drag cars. I'm not really sure. I'm not very, very well versed on drag cars, but like I know that I don't even think that they like have a clutch. I think you just like fucking like now they just have like a like a big shift handle and you just like change gears. You look like you're at the uh, slot machines. You just you yeah, know. exactly. That's what I'm. That's that's the motion that I'm doing because I think that's what it's like. It's like brum, 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 like and you just like you just shift them really really quick. Okay. And there's like some way it does it. I don't remember or like. It, yeah, it you just like it's too slow to like actually do a foot motion. You just like click, 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 and you just go. Okay, easy enough, I guess. Yeah, I have so many notes here. I don't know that any of them are worth bringing up. Did you? They, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Joey, I have a question for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a party that had chocolate and hot guys? Oh, I wrote that down. <laughs> It was so Disney. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Bev chooses racing over lots of chocolate and hot guys. Yes. Um. She she gets a note because she's constantly busy. Because she, I mean, she races all weekend. Mm-hmm. Then she decides that that's not enough busy, so she joins the volleyball team so she can get picked on by girls that are more pop. By the way, just because they're popular doesn't mean people like them. True. Which I think is exactly what popular means. Well, like, I don't understand, like, at one point, like, she changes the girl's oil in the car or whatever, and they're like, hey, you want to hang out with us? It's like, that's all it took? Like, you've been so mean to her the entire movie. Hazing She does, it feels like her... But they're on the same team now. They're on the volleyball team together. I know, but it feels like her, like, helping them in that way in another movie would have, like, made them, like... Oh, look at the poor girl having to do the work for the rich girls. Like we're gonna we're gonna like no, you less, like, no. hey. It was set up. It was coming that that was gonna be like their bridge. That was that was it. Like they needed her expertise of what they were making fun of her about because they were jealous that she drag races. I guess. Well, they're also they're also mad because they don't think that racing's a sport. Like she is fighting every battle in this movie. It's like yes. everything that like <laughs> yes, a thirteen right. or fifteen year old girl could possibly face in terms of like doing the things she wants to do. It's like the boys don't like her because she beats them. The girls don't like her. I don't know. They also don't think she's, it's racing. A, yeah. Racing's a sport. Yeah, the racers don't like her. Like all the drag and car people don't like her. Mm-hmm. Her sister's mad at her most of the time. Even though, like every time that like. Beverly Mitchell, I don't remember, is she Courtney? Or is she Erica? Whatever. She's Erica. She's Erica. She's Erica. She's Erica. Yeah. Every time Erica has, like, this crisis, like, Brie Larson's just like, here's what you gotta do. And she, like, talks her <laughs> off the ledge, she gives her, like, a pep talk, she teaches her how to relax, and I'm just like, why is this movie not about her? Like, it's the weirdest Right? Thing. Like, I get that, like, it's just, you know, she's going through a thing and, like, whatever, and I guess Courtney is kind of in her slip, or whatever, like, what's the, or, like, you know, she's Dra- drafting off right the oh, success yeah, of Erica, yeah. but like it's so weird that like Erica's a mess, and like I guess it's more of like a, a better dramatic story to follow the messy girl. But like Brie Larson is just like better at stuff, doesn't care about things. Yeah, doesn't doesn't care as much. Palmer, has more a better fun. racer, better racer. Yeah, more focused, more mature, more fun for sure. Yeah, less annoying. Definitely cuter Mm. there is a point where beverly mitchell's uh where erica's car springs a leak like her brakes 
This is out. great. This is this was a this was a wild part of this movie. I'm glad that you got here. Okay. And I was like, is this warning danger to manifold? Because like she can't stop and like her car oh, is like yeah. falling apart. And I'm like, ooh. And then she crashes. I'm like, okay, here's the opportunity in the movie for Brie Larson to take over. Like, yep, yep. Erica crashes. She can't do it. Courtney's like, I'll step up. And then she's in the hospital for like four no, 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 minutes. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. She gets okay. life lighted out. Yeah. Of the racetrack. Mm-hmm. She hits a, a cargo net mm-hmm. at the end of the racetrack after mm-hmm. driving over some dirt. Mm-hmm. Like she's, the mildest crash you can imagine. But she's unconscious. Mm-hmm. They light immediately life flight her out. Mm-hmm. She wakes up in the hospital. They go, no concussions, no broken bones. She's fine. Send her back. She goes right to the racetrack. Same day. And then she's like, I want to race. They're just like, there's no more left. There's no one left for you to race. She's like, I, I'll race anybody. It's like, all right. There's actually, hold on. The book that Bob and I just read for, oh, okay. So there was, there's this book called Memory, which we started reading because it was going to become a Ryan Gosling movie, but he dropped out. He got replaced. Okay. But there's a, the thing, it's called Memory because in the first scene, the guy's like cheating on another guy's wife. Like he's, he's having an affair and the husband walks in and like beats him unconscious and the rest of the movie can't, can't remember what happens. But at the end, he goes to a doctor, and this is verbatim. This is not me, like, skipping words. And this is just funny, because this is, you know, from the 60s. I don't know if anything's going to help. What has happened to you is something called concussion. I can't think, I can't tell you, no one can tell you if the condition is going to improve at all, or if so, when. But it's just like, not you have a concussion. It's something called concussion. And it's just like, did people not know what the concussion was in the 60s? I guess nope. not. No, nope. no. First yeah, time. no, she no concussion, so she goes back to the racetrack, and then when she comes back, the Pennzoil guy is just like, "Wow, you're so brave. We're gonna sponsor you." Yeah, because because she's mad that she doesn't have any sponsors at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she doesn't have any sponsors because she's a girl. Yes, that's it. that's okay. it. That, there's nothing more to it than she she's a girl that wins, so everybody hates her. Bev can't get sponsored. I wrote down because she keeps beating all the boys. And then a few races later, the Pennzoil guy shows up and just like, hey, good performance today. Could get sponsored. Then she crashes, comes back, races against nobody, I think, does well or whatever. She just does one last run. That's what she wants. She wants to do one more run, she says. The Pennzoil guy's like, all right, I'll sponsor you. And she goes, only if you sponsor my sister, too. And I'm like, you have no leverage here. In what world? Yes. In what world? Um, And then... They sponsor Brie Larson, yep. and then later in the movie, they have a photo shoot, and Erica, Beverly Mitchell, is just, like, the most, like, rigid, not moving, whatever, and then Brie Larson comes in, like, like a mini model and just, like, twirling around and, like, so much more fun. I'm just like, come on. Like, I get, like, what they're doing, but, like, why are we not focusing on this girl? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> there was one point where Erica races against a, a boy from New Jersey, and I'm like, we gotta, I hope that kid wins, and he does. He, he beats her ass, so... I was like, mm, pretty good. <laughs> Did their mechanic remind you of just totally being Ned from Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Like a, a heavy Asian kid, nerdy, kind of yeah. flirty, doesn't really have a chance, is also okay with that. Uh-huh. Yes. Also, and Ned's girlfriend in Spider-Man kind of looks like a blonde young Brie Larson, now that sure. I think about it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You're not wrong. Yeah, and he, like, takes it so cool, too. He, She's like, you know, they're like, can we date? And she's like, nope. Like, we're just friends. You remind okay, me of my brother. They go on but... a very datey date. Yes. Like, they go ice skating together. But I like think they, it was, like, they... a school function. That was the school yeah. function. It was like an ice skating dance. And they're acting super, like, she's acting super datey. And he's like, hey, can I take you out sometime? And she goes, no, I just like you as a friend. He's like, all right, can you hook me up with your friend then? And just like, what? What? She's like, no, I obviously like the really cute boy that plays basketball. Duh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he has a crush on me, but I have no time for him because I'm I'm a I'm a very busy volleyball racer girl. So I have and and she has to study French. There's a yeah. lot of French in this movie, <laughs> as in her taking just sitting in a French class, learning basic Them French vocabulary. Things, yeah, there's a point where they're like, 
here's the final exam. He doesn't change it in a year. And she opens oh, up the envelope. Was... And it's not the exam. It's like the answer key. It's like they stole this from the teacher. It's like, how? She said her sister, the other girl's sister had it because he never changes it, which is wild, one. But mm-hmm. two, I feel no moral qualms about cheating on this test. <laughs> like, I don't know. There, it was like a, it was an emotional conundrum that she was in for a while. Her parents have one rule. Yes. Get straight A's or you can't race outside of Houston. One B, you, you never leave Houston again. At one point, she gets a progress report in French. Not a, not a report card, just a progress report. And it's like a B or a B plus or something. And I'm like, why would you show your parents? Yes, that's what. That, <laughs> yes, yes. There's many of these decisions that I was like, Disney Channel secretly trying to bait children into they're, being better they're raising parents. A generation of narcs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. She's like, she gets this progress report. And I was like, okay, cool. So just like, don't show your parents, and like, you'll be good. It, it, like the finals, like essentially like the last week of the race week, mm-hmm. like the last race week mm-hmm. of the year. You just like throw that fucker away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and, and also, study harder? like, if she doesn't get straight A's, it's not like the, they don't say you can't race. It's you can't race outside of Houston. She's like, but the Nationals are in Denver or whatever. They're like, yep. But, like, that's it. It's not like, hey, you can't do the thing you love. It's just you can still do the thing you love. You just can't go to the one other place. It's just like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like we can only spend 15 hours a weekend on this and not 37 hours a weekend right. on this. Toward the end, so she quits. She's like, she's overwhelmed. She's she's you know struggling about French and she doesn't know anything and she's like whatever and she's just like this is too much. I, I'm quit. I'm quitting racing. I'm not doing this anymore. Not volleyball. Volleyball is fine. She needs she right. needs the whole her whole life is racing, but volleyball is okay. And her dad is like, look, your mother and I will back you no matter what you choose. And I was like, bullshit. You guys are not on her side. That like, the mom was so against the racing early in the movie. Immediately, like, it's too yeah. dangerous. I don't want her doing this. Yep. I'm like, we never see the mom, like, really about face or whatever. No, she even, like, talks mad shit, like, after mm-hmm. the helicopter thing. She's like, I thought this fucking wasn't dangerous. Ha, ha, ha. And he's like, come on. Like, like. So then Brie Larson goes to race, and she comes home. She's like, I'm going to quit, too. It's no fun without you. And it's like, well, probably, honestly, would be more fun without her. I think so. She has the shine, too. Like, that. Mm-hmm. Like Brie Larson is the good sister at this. Yeah, yeah. Like, your shitty older sister is just kind of sandbagging you at this point. Like, she was like, oh, like, you know, she's like the new one. The racing magazine interviewed her, too. Like, I don't know. I I really thought the twist was going to be that the guy, the Pennzoil guy, only wanted to sponsor the little sister. Mm, Okay. If there was, like, more digs of that, I think this would be a better movie. The thing thing to remember, zero twists in this movie. Zero twists in any of these movies. No, there isn't. But I was, but I was thinking like, like it for me, it felt like they were setting it up that like, okay, like she was really good, but she's just like breaking through the glass ceiling so her sister can like flex, right? right? And it's not. No, she she also succeeds. They just, she they also, just, yeah, they both succeed. Because Brie Larson's like, it's no fun without you, and she's like, ah, oh, shit. And then she aces the French exam. She's like, all right, time to race again. And then it's like all like gravy from there. Like yeah. she's she's so good. She's like somebody drops out and she has like a buy to advance. She's like, dude, this I saw is the, unacceptable. Wait, I want to race. Yeah, I saw the chart. She had like a four week buy. Did yeah. you see this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like a buy from like for into like the the third fourth round. Yeah. And she's like, I I need to race. I want to race. I have to race. They're like, all right. And Brie Larson's like, I'll race you. And then Brie Larson wins the race, which is so funny. It's just like, okay. And then she's like, I want a rematch. And then... Immediately they let her let them do it, yeah. Yeah. And then in that in that one, Erica wins. It's just like, okay. Well, she taught her She taught her the... the what is it? The, the heart of the race. She taught her mm, how to be calm. Yeah. Because then, you know, she learns how to relax. She learns how to have fun again. She's like, you know, she calms down after all these fans. She over... She, immediately overcomes the, the the conflict about like the cheating accusation the cheating accusation yeah the other dad gets mad accuses of them cheating she immediately overcomes that and also just like i'm still hung up on like how i thought that 
the idea of them being a good sport versus a bad sport and the son being a bad sport and her being a bad sport like to reciprocate his negative energy with the whole like the first time they race she, she has a rival okay jordy mm-hmm. jordy yeah what a fuck okay so so jordy there's basically two boys in this movie there's jordy the asshole and then the friend the kid who helps her with french who's her boyfriend basically and i don't know his name because it doesn't matter he plays basketball and he's really good at French. Also, and he's when she pointed, cute. To, when he like booped her on the nose and then pointed to his lips because they're doing like a like a vocabulary exercise. And when he booped her on the nose and then pointed to his lips, I was like, they're gonna make out. And then I was like, oh fuck, it's a Disney. Movie. No, they're not. Nope. They're not gonna. They're not gonna even remotely. <laughs> no, the romance in this is just him giving her a teddy bear and being like, good luck tomorrow. Yeah, in three seconds and being like, bye, see you later. I'll watch yep. you on TV. Have a good yep. day. Bye. So Jordy like beats her real good mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. time and the dad like the dad's talking mad shit to her dad too he's like you better have some tissues ready because like she's gonna be crying girl stuff ha huh? and then they like laugh at them as they come back like girls are slow ha ha and he's like go say like you know good luck and they're like you shouldn't even be here because you're a girl right. and he's like okay maybe like the dad's like maybe they're jerks like i get it and then, like, she finally, like, beats him once at some other thing. Not, not, obviously she's going to face him in the finals of Nationals. But she beats him once at some other thing. And then she, like, chucks, a, like, a little pack of tissues at him. And you're like, that's for you, bitch. And, like, you know, like, and then her dad, and then her dad yells at her. Like, I get it. But her dad's like, I, I knew I would have to teach you how to lose. But I didn't think I'd have to teach you how to win. Oh. It, was a, it was a deep line. Powerful. It was, and then, and then that's it. That they don't really address that again. They just shake hands at the very end of the because then she has to learn French a bunch, so they don't have time to reconvene her her arc of learning how to be a good sport. That's just like she just is at that point a good sport. Yeah, and then like when the when the actual finals happen, like she just wins. Like there's no conflict. Just like she wins, movie's over. Oh, also, there's at one point she like pretty much breaks her collarbone in volleyball. Yeah. Or, like, fu- really fucks her shoulder up. Mm-hmm. And so she's, like, hiding it and sleeping with an ice pack, and the mom catches her, and they're like, oh, man, like, what, what, ha- like, I wonder what happened. And, like, th- obviously, because it's a Disney movie, they don't, like, imagine, like, somebody pushed her, because nobody did. She just, like, tripped and, like, fell into, like, the ball's bucket at the volleyball game. Right. But but it doesn't affect her racing. It doesn't affect it. It's like I don't know why they showed her shoulder injury at all. That's a completely inconsequential part of this movie. Apparently, the whole volleyball thing is inconsequential. Like I don't understand any of it. It's it, it's very weird. I also don't know why. Like you would think that she would like be racing on her own time and get hurt in that and has to hide that. But like getting hurt in the thing that she doesn't really want to do that doesn't actually matter. That isn't crucial to the plot of the movie. It's like. Yeah, all of it. it there there it, is a scene that I really like, though, that we did not talk about yet. What? What? Her getting her driver's license. I just thought, like, this is a fun scene. This was also, th- this was fun, but also then super unrealistic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Joey's talking about the scene that, like, she goes to get her driver's license, so obviously she knows how to drive, right? Because she's been in cars forever. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I time you through this test course. <laughs> <laughs> and like and she has like apparently she has like a monster truck essentially she got a monster truck with a license plate holder that says this is not my boyfriend's truck okay oh i, I missed that that's good i that's a good catch okay, and so like the guy's like okay like i time like yes i want people that can barely like have barely learned how to drive to go as fast as possible through an obstacle course in a car mm-hmm. and he's like goes and then she's like spinning the truck around and like he's like you know all over the place yep and then i was like okay again i think we're gonna get to the end and he's gonna be like excellent driving never do that again failed yes nope nope that's not what happens he's like good job here you go you've done this before right and she's like maybe yeah end of scene and she gets her driver's license that's it that's all that's all we needed 
Like, it's the kind of scene where you'd be like, why didn't they do, like, X, Y, or Z? It's like, well, why didn't they show her getting her driver's license? Like, I like that they did, but it's just like, why'd they do it like that? Like, it's weird. I mean, I like it, because I think it's fun. It's fun. It that, is fun. In a way that the, movie, the rest of the movie basically isn't fun. It's not like, fun. When no. Brie Larson's on screen, like, there's, like, fun stuff. And I'm not just saying Brie Larson, because, like, I think it's hard to say, because, like, when you have a charismatic kid actor, it's like, well, of course they're going to become, probably going to become at least maybe not successful, but like they'll go on because like there's something there that you like, well, you want to keep watching or whatever. So like, I'm not saying it's like Brie Larson because we know what she becomes. I think it's just because like she became what she became because she was charming then. But like when she's on screen, if, she's like, oh, there's something fun here. And then when like Beverly Mitchell's on screen, she's like, eh, all right. Yeah. I, but I also think it's just actually the characters too. Like, yes. I think that like, like if you replace them and Brie Larson wasn't the younger sister, but they had like somebody else being charismatic, fun, younger sister. And right. like, grumpy disgruntled older sister you'd still be like oh yeah this movie isn't fun and it's only fun when the younger sister's around right like she doesn't have to have a full character or she can just be like the comic relief or whatever because she doesn't actually have to like but it's also like it's so serious so like when there's a scene where she's having fun and the movie's having fun it's like oh you actually do know how to write this character like in a way that she isn't just like debbie downer the entire time or whatever even if it's not believable in the slightest yeah, 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 yeah. Is there anything? Is there anything else about this movie? I ha- I had a question that I was thinking mm-hmm. about this. We kind of have a little bit of insight, but I but I have a I want to have a real discussion about it. Do you think Dom Toretto cares about education? Do you think he will push baby Brian to do well in school? Well, we know that in the first movie, yes, he's making saying. Mia go to college so that she can become a medic so that she can help heal him. Yes. Will he push baby Brian oh, you know what? school? And in five, he does have that scene that he says his dad used to stay up and do Mia's homework with her. And learn the homework for the next night beforehand, remember? Yeah, that's when he's assuring Brian that Brian will be a good dad, because his dad was a good dad, too. Yes. It so does I... feel like, I don't know, because it feels like as an uncle to Jack, I think he'd be like, it's really important that you do your homework. Like, yes. he'd be like the fun uncle, but not like a funkle like a Kyle Reinfried funkle. He'd be like a funkle like a, we can have fun, but you gotta do your homework first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Your mom dad. said you've been dicking off in school. Like, no more of that, or you can't hang out here. I mean, so at the beginning of nine, when Baby B is like helping him fix the engine, he's like, "Give me that wrench or whatever," and he asks like a specific wrench, and like B hands on the thing. He's just like, "Are you sure?" Are you sure? Yeah. So, like, I think he's he values education, whether that's like book smarts for his son. To be the do truth. you think? Do you? I, I was asking like specifically, like, do you think he would have like the straight A's or no racing rule? Yes, I think he would have to, because I think part of him would not want his son to follow in his footsteps. Okay, okay. Because I think it's just like, this is not necessarily the life that I chose, it's the life that I fell into. Yes. I want you to be more than this. Yes. If you want to do this, you can, but you have to get straight A's, or whatever the minimum requirements or whatever. Yeah, but like specifically like straight A's, like you have to do really good at school. Yeah, I think, I think, maybe. I think something like that. I think Straight Age is probably, like, a good movie stand-in for, like, being a good boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Disney Channel version of, like, don't be a shitbag in school. Like, like for yeah. you, it's like, you're, you're, you know, your parents probably want you to have good grades, but your dad also be like, just, like, just look, help help us around the, the car, the car, you know, the car rental place. Like, if you just, like, if you're not, like, a shitbag son, like, you can do whatever you want, right? But, like, in a, in a shortcut in a movie, it's just, like, do good in school, be nice to your sister, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So I guess Jack and B are cousins, right? But like we haven't they've never interacted because we've never seen Jack while B has been alive. We n- we haven't seen them together, but B Brian is watching Jack and B. Right. Okay, yes. Yeah. So they're in, in in the universe, they're together. We just have not seen them together. No. Cuz we haven't seen Jack since 7 obviously. Yes. And B shows up in eight. Yes. That feels like such an obvious, like, spinoff setup for the future, and, like... So, okay, good. Glad you brought that up. I actually, like, okay, we've had Spy Racers. We have Jack and Brian. Baby B. 
I really want a Disney Channel original movie that's just, like, them with Vin being this, like, goofy dad uncle that, like, takes them to... Like, I want this movie, but just with Fast and the Furious characters. Yeah. Like, they, like, are like, we have to teach you how to be a good sport. Like, the stakes are they're drag racers in the junior circuit of minimal age difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Dom's the mechanic... And like Letty's, wor- Letty and me are really worried about the danger of it. And then like one of them has a very inconse- inconsequential crash that doesn't result in any injuries, even though they got life flighted out. <laughs> and and then they still continue it, and like they race Johnny Tran's son at the end or something. Yeah. I think that'd be perfect. Like that's oh, and and um, and obviously, uh, uh, Vince's son has to be with them too. There is a potential that, like, with the focus on family and family gatherings and love and all of that, it feels like this is the exact franchise where, like, basically every character we see, it's likely that they have a kid because it's just like family is the most important thing. Yeah. More families, even better. Let's yeah. all have a kid. It feels like, oh, we could have Johnny Tran's kid. We could have, you know, like, Slapjack's got a kid. Orange Julius has a kid. Like, basically every single character in all these movies, you could conceivably has a, has a kid. So, like, we could just be setting up, like, Fast and Furious, the next generation, and they could I, all hang out and race each other and, like, you know, basically recreate these movies or whatever. Yeah, but I – see, but I want us – I want us to start, and I don't want it to ever, like, reascend into Fast and the Furious. I just want it to be, like – three Disney Channel original movies type situation where, like, there's no stakes. They're just, like, learning morals for children. I think, yes. You know what I'm saying? Also, like, I think that's also kind of, like, what Spy Racers, I know you mentioned Spy Racers, but, like, that's, like, you know, where, where I don't know that Vin Diesel would ever be, like, the, like, enough in the movie to be like in the entire movie like the dad is here it's like he would show up at the beginning and be like hey it's up to you now kid and then he would leave and then come back at the end you know what i mean like he'd be on set for like a day no i don't want that i want him to be like fully out of the game dad that just like complains about your french homework yeah like i wonder at what point in his career so this is the thing that mike and i talk about a lot what with all these actors that we do for these podcasts and, like, what's funny is that when we talk about it with Mike, like, I also mentioned, like, the stuff that you – like, it's not a conversation you and I have really had, but it's a conversation that's similar to one we've had that I have more directly with Mike. Where okay. it's, like, Cage and Keanu and Hanks and Cruz are all dudes in their 60s. And basically for 40 years, they've been the leads in every movie they're in. Yes. It's, like, this is a yeah. movie that I'm getting cast in because I'm going to bring people to the box office, whatever. Yes. And for some of those people – it's still working. For Tom Cruise, he's never not been a movie star. For Tom Hanks, he doesn't really necessarily make every, like, I don't like a lot of his movies, but he's still, like, a movie star. But still, but he, like, sometimes but he's kind it's of, like... He's kind of, he's done, like, the, the he's De Niro. He's a bit, yes. Where he, like, he'll play, like, you know, a manager of something, or, you know what I mean? Like, not the main, main character. Like, he's fine being second tier now. So that's the thing. So the conversation Mike and I have... Because in almost every it's it's always usually to do with Cage, where Nicolas Cage in particular, for like a decade, from like 08 to 18 or so, was in like four movies a year, and they were all straight to VOD, and like 50% of the budget went to him, and the only reason basically it got made is because it's a Nicolas Cage movie. But yes. it's all like some of them are really good, some of them are really fun, but generally it's just like a that's just a movie that people made because it's a movie or whatever. Yes. Yep. Then once every five or six years, he's supporting character in a bigger movie or he's whatever. Like he's sort of like a smaller role in an arty movie. And Keanu did that a couple times. And Tom Hanks has done that a couple times or whatever. And almost without question, they're the best movies. It's like Keanu as a villain in the neon or like a weird kind of like anti-character in the neon demon or the villain in the bad batch or whatever. And like, I wonder, and we've never actually had this conversation about Vin. This is still technically the Vin lap. Yes. But I wonder at what point, if ever, 
Vin will be like supporting actor Vin Diesel. I think it has to be within the confines of the Fast and Furious universe. I think that it <sighs> o- he is so invested in it that it can only be that like in the Letty Led one or whatever that he's like I'm just gonna pop in, get the draw, get the pop, and like if there's other like kind of like Hobbs and Shaw type movies that are under his umbrella, he would do it. But See, I, I still don't think there's any way Dom survives Eleven. Dom gotta die. No, he has a kid, man. I think Dom dies in Eleven to save the family. I also realized the whole, like, Momoa-Dante thing where it's like, you know, having a big family means you don't know who to save. I'm like, that's just the Joker from The Dark Knight, right? It's just like, yep. all right, so you're over here, you're over here, you can only save one of them. So it's just that. But, like, I do think that, like, to save, it's going to be, like, you can either save your family or, I don't know, who knows. But I think Dom dies. I don't, I don't see Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto ever being a support, a true supporting character in no, a Fast it's and a Furious movie. It's more of a cameo or like a... Right, it's the quick. Spy Racers thing. It's like you show yep. up, like, I can see him, like, if we ever get the Letty Led one, you know, he, like... Shows up to give, give Letty the keys to the garage or something, right? Yes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's all you today. You're right. I can't see him being the dad with somebody cast as, like, Baby B being the star. Where he's in it, like, in this movie. Like, enough yeah. of it that he's, like, a real character, but Like, it not... needs to be the thing where he's on set, like, because it, it can't be, like, a thing that, like, actually occupies. Like, we talk about when we did Hobbs and Shaw this lap, and you're like, do you think that Vin Diesel got like to approve the script and like i don't think so because i think like it's like when he's especially for these or for riddick or for triple x it's like when he's involved he's involved like that's his thing right like it's yep. just like i'm all in on this as opposed to the rock we're just like i'm all in on 40 things it's like you you it's inhumanly possible it's impossible yep. to be humanly impossible to be all in on 40 things but vin is just like i'm gonna make fast 10 the best movie has ever been made, except when I'm promoting Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Whenever I, whenever he tweets about like Guardians, I'm like, I don't want that. Fast and Furious, <laughs> please, more, more. Okay, but I think it's just like when he's around, especially for a thing he cares a lot about. Like, I think it's admirable. Like, he just like this is what I'm focusing on. So I think it'd be weird. He would have to be like, I'm not involved. With you. Like, if it's a Tokyo Drift thing, which like he shows up for a scene, cool. But I don't think there's like a mid- I don't see a mid- for him. And his personality type, which I'm not saying this is a negative or a positive, just like how it is, I think. I don't see a middle ground. Yeah. Where he's like in it, but not involved. It's sad, because that's what, when I was watching this movie, that's exactly what I wanted out of this. And I and I think that you're right. I don't think that we'll ever get there or have Because it would inevitably be more interesting. It would. You're Yeah. For not not necessarily for the actor, but for the character. If it was if Vin was a piece of the puzzle instead of the entire puzzle. Yep. Yep. That's why I want to see it. Me and too. like have him not be the shine. You know, like just you know play cool dad. That'd be cool uncle. Fine with that. Yeah. Dom could still die in eleven. But we could like have like a Rogue One where it like takes place like. This is the thing that took place, you know, it's the it's the Han and Giselle trilogy. And, like, Vin's, like, a character in that. You know what I mean? Like, he could... Yeah. Whatever. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, time doesn't really fucking matter, so... No. They don't care about it. Just at look least. at Sean. Yeah. Yeah, just look at Sean. Just look at Han dying and coming back and Letty dying and coming back. And Is there anything else about Right on Track that you want to mention. I do like in the opening scene that when Erica's on her bicycle, she races so hard that she knocks her training wheels off and then wins the race. Yeah. And the garage cool. that she was in, the garage that she was in was very Toretto too, by the way. I, I thought yeah. that. I was like, is, yeah. this like, is this a Toretto garage over here? But it wasn't. It was just her dad. But I guess all like old dudes that build race cars, the garage probably looks very similar, right? Yeah, it's just like there's a smell to it that you can't smell, but you can smell. Yeah, tires it's yellow everywhere. for some reason. Yeah. All right, let's watch this minute-long 
Disney Channel original movie promo posted by Darkman X16. Oh. The premiere promo for Right on Track. Love Beverly Mitchell, and I completely forgot Brie Larson was in this. No one wins all the time. We can't let the pressure of losing affect us every time it happens. People are slow to change. Anything different frightens them. Acting like you're better just because you win only cheapens yourself. This had a great feminist message. Two very well-cast actresses, a real authenticity to the sport itself. Plus, Larson and Mitchell have such ripe chemistry, playing two sisters reaching for the same goal. Thanks to Erica's determination, her victory ensured a majority of drag racers are girls. What? Inspiring a generation of future athletes, even after attending college and graduating, both of them continue to race. A Disney Channel original movie that still succeeds 20 years later because of its terrific leads and simple but brilliant message. Are a majority of drag racers girls? They said it was like 20... To be honest, though, there is like a large contingency of young female racers. Like, I do know that to be true. And I do think that this movie actually does a really nice job of, like, this is the inspiration. And, like, also, I'm sure, like, Danica Patrick had the same thing. It's just, like, oh, seeing a girl do that, seeing a woman do that as a young girl is just, like, oh, I can do that, too. Yeah, I'm sure it is. That's And that's really cool. But I think that there's, like, a there, there's a large contingency of car guys that accidentally have just daughters. And it's, like, well, I don't want to watch them play softball or volleyball. And like I don't, and if they have a son, they're like gonna play football and baseball. So it's like, oh, you could be like a cart racer, and they're like, yeah. oh, that works. Yeah, they, she's mm-hmm. like small enough; she'll fit in the cart forever, and like it'll be kind of cool. And we can like hang out together, and you get to participate in something that I like, and now you have a hobby. Whatever you do, don't let it be volleyball. Yeah. Exactly. All right, right on track, DCOM promo, 2003, one minute long. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. March 21st. We just missed the anniversary, the 20-year anniversary. Oh, they're selling this as both sisters. Okay. Well, like, the poster, too, is, like, them side by side. Like, both, like, like, I thought... Part of the reason that I picked this is also the description is like, you know, the two sisters. Two sisters. <laughs> but now they just have Beverly Mitchell picking up the trophy. Yes! Beverly Mitchell of 7th Heaven and Brie Larson are Erica and Courtney Enders. Man, I miss like the like the Disney Channel logo that kind of like just bounced around because it was 2003. You know what yeah. I mean? Just, like, why you like made a Jello? All right. Opening Friday, March 21st, 8 7 Central. Cool. Yeah. All right. You know. Kind of. I'll watch trailer. it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what you did here. The the letterbox oh, game. For reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road, 1.404 million people. Right on track, 2003, directed by Dwayne Dunham, starring Beverly Mitchell, Brie Larson, John Lindstrom, and Jody Russell, has been seen by how many people? 1,700. Too low. Uh, 2,400. Too low. Um... 3,500. Too low. One more guess. 4,200? 5,306. Okay. All the reviews are like, I believe in Brie Larson supremacy. Anything for you, Brie Larson. A Disney Channel original movie with Brie it's, that's female empowering. Uh, greater than greater. It's all people just watching for Brie Larson. It's watching for Brie Larson, and it's on Disney+. Plus. I should have factored that mm-hmm. in. So I was like, 20-year-old mm-hmm. Disney movie. The Brie Larson effect was real. I don't think I was that far off, to be honest. Like... Like starting that low, like that wasn't wildly off. No, it was. I, I didn't look at what it was when I saw it was fifty three hundred. I'm like, that's actually kind of high. Like, I do feel like yeah. this is the kind of movie that, like, it's like us watching Miracle Run for Zeph. It's just like there's people, there's lots of people out there who are only more people for this than for for Miracle Run. But like, people only watching it because Brie Larson's in it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. You look at the cast and like, I'm sure like other people in this. I've been in things that I've seen. Beverly Mitchell, obviously in Seventh Heaven or whatever. Also, apparently in Saw Two. Sure, whatever. But, like, the reason you watch this now is because Brie Larson was in it. It's like the Disney Channel movie with Brie Larson in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out of those 5,306 people, how many have it in their top four? Averaging a 2.6, most common a 3, then a 2, 
than a two and a half. I think that there might be a few Brie Larson stands or Disney Channel original movie stands, but I think it got to be like two. You are too high. One. It is one. This is, I'm trying to look here, 20, 24, 28. This is Brie Larson's 30th most popular thing on Letterboxd. Out of how many, though? Uh, 49. Interesting. It's higher than I'd expect. Okay. I mean, there's, like, stuff in here that's, like, stuff that looks like absolute shit. Um, like, also short films, things that aren't out yet, makings of. Like, there's weird stuff on here. Okay. But, like, in terms of, like, actual movies, looks like about 30 of, like, maybe 35 or 36. Okay. So, definitely one of her less seen things. So, people love her, man. Yeah. We are going to Shelby Rashap. R-A-S-H-A-P. I don't know. Shelby Rashap on letterbox at shelby raship um i gotta say joe this is not a this is not a great one to play oh um, okay but she was the only one i mean look you have seen and i would say you probably really like her second and third favorite movies her first movie is a sequel to a big movie i did not know that the sequel existed it's a good sign it's not a great one but it's gettable i think all of them are gettable okay Right on track is number four for Shelby. Okay. I would say... The Sandlot. The first... No, they're all newer. They're all probably in the 2000s. 2004, 2009, and 2006. Are they like four kids movies, though? The first one, the sequel, is kind of a kids movie. I would also say it's the only one of the three that you're guessing that is quote-unquote a girls movie. A kids movie and a girls movie, and it's a sequel. Yeah, I will say the subtitle. Yeah, please. To the sequel, Royal Engagement. The Princess Bride Two. You got one of the words right. Princess Diaries Two. Princess Diaries Two Royal Engagement, directed by Gary Marshall. Okay. Did not know that they made a second one of those. Anne Hathaway, Shelby's favorite movie of all time. Now, two and three, not necessarily girl movies, but two very, very popular movies. I would not be surprised. The first one has been seen by 1.1 million people. Okay. Second one seen by 622,000 people. Okay. Popular movies, for sure. The 1.1 million person, 1.1 million person film was directed by... I would say one of Letterboxd's favorite directors, but someone who does not really often come up in this game. He has before, but considering how popular this guy is and how much people love his movies, I would expect to find more of his movies in people's top four than I actually do. Is it Nicholas And I'll also give you a hint. No. This girl... Joe. What? A girl who likes Princess Diaries 2 and right on track, is not watching Refn movies. Okay, I, 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 I was using the other clues. I don't know. I will say... Okay. I'll give you a hint here. Yeah, please. This is a stop-motion animation film by a director who I don't think has ever done this... Has he done anything else that's not live-action? Is it Jojo Rabbit? No, Jojo Rabbit's live-action. Okay, what, uh... Oh, no, he did one other movie in this style. I will also say this is my second favorite, I think, of this guy's movies. I will also say one of my cat's names is in the title of this movie. Stop motion animation, very popular director, often does live action, letterboxed favorite, one of my cat's names in the title... And I actually use this title of this movie to refer to him, but I call him not so blank, blank, blank. Oh, the fabulous Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Yes. I'm like, mm, he's not still getting there. He's not so fantastic yet, Mr. Fox. Yeah. Number three is one that doesn't really feel in line with the others that are more kind of family friendly-ish. Okay. This movie had a sequel come out during the pandemic that was shot during the pandemic. 
It has a very crazy long subtitle, this movie. But people never refer to the subtitle. Hmm. Like, crazier than Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Crazier subtitle than that. It's a comedy. 2006. A comedy with a very long title that came out, you said, during the sequel that came out during the pandemic? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Lane also emailed me. He said he plays along to this game, too. Oh, cool. Good. Long title comedy. And the original came out in 2006. Is it? This is one of. This is gonna give it away, I think. What, unless your brain just says it's like there. Anchorman or something. Not Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one that just? Is it? Um, uh, it's one of wait, the most quoted. Zoolander. Movies. Zoolander two. Nope. Nope. What? One of the most quoted movies by people who are super annoying. I don't know. What movies do you quote all the time? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, oh, fuck. No, what is it? Um, ah, shit. It came out during the pandemic. Did it go, like, straight to HBO, I'm guessing? It went straight to Amazon Prime, I believe. Ah, fuck. But it was a big deal. I will also say... Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Nope. Ah. That came out in the 80s. Yeah, sorry. Not 2006. I'm trying, I'm I'm working both ways here. There are... Related to this movie, what? There are two other movies and a TV show. I don't know what is it. So it's four movies and a TV show, all starring the same guy as different characters. As different characters. Sequel. Austin Powers came out. No. In each movie, he's a different character. In the TV show, he's all the characters. I don't know. What is it? I will give you the first word of the subtitle. Cultural. I'll say cultural learnings. I don't know. Cultural learnings of America. Is it uh, a day all The most annoying people. You're close. The most annoying people in the world Borat. go to this movie all the Borat time. Borat too. Fuck. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. That's um. <laughs> And that always, as soon as I hear that, I think of the episode of Corporate. Do you remember the episode where he's like, my fucking wife? Because, like, he gets married. Do you remember this? And, like, then he I can have... don't. Oh, really? This was a great episode of Corporate. Corporate's a great show. I think that Joey and I had talked about it before. Joey put me on. And Corporate was hilarious. But there's, like, an episode where um, the bald guy in Corporate, he gets married. And then he gets to, like, sit around, like, the married lunch table and they're all just oh, like, okay. my fucking wife does this. And like he's like, <laughs> like now he has one. So they just like all like bitch about their wives. Well, John Mulaney has a good joke. John Mulaney also has a new special out on Netflix I have not watched yet. But John Mulaney is a good joker. He used to have a good joke about um, like in not he used to have in an older special where he talked about like getting married. He could like finally like he always like, I need my wife to join me on this. Yes. Flight it's like my girlfriend. Yeah. But like my wife. Do we? Is he still like banned from being? Because wasn't he a shitbag to what's her name? Um. Yeah, he like he, he like was. left her while she was pregnant or something, right? He he's people still love him. Okay, he's with Olivia Munn. She's got a kid. They've got a kid. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Shelby, her top four: Princess Diaries, Two, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Borat, and Right on Track. That's a, that's, a, that's a spread. Like, I mean, we've had some diverse ones. That one's that one's pretty wild, man. Yeah. Truly wild. Okay, so here's the upcoming schedule. So next week we have Life in the Fast Lane number 11, the minute 86. We're still mid-scramble as the scramble disperses. After that, we have our Fast 10 preview and hype episode where we kind of predict we talk you know, we've been talking about Fast 10 on a lot of episodes. We're going to spend like an entire, because we have like the questions that we ask before these movies, figure out what's going on in those. That's in two weeks. We've got a bonus episode of Patreon pick, Josh Buckley's pick of Equilibrium, which we will do around that time too. And then, oh, 
I did not remember. So then we're doing Fast 10. It's the spoiler-free review, spoiler-filled review. We'll talk more about the dates and the times and that for whatever. I forgot that I slotted in. We're also doing Road to Paloma. We're doing the Jason Momoa bike movie. So we're going to do that too. Sick. There we go. So that's happening in three weeks. Um, but yeah, so we're, we got the minute next. We got an equilibrium bonus episode. And then it's just like, it's a lot of Fast 10. A lot of Fast 10. So get ready for that. I am ready. I'm born ready for that. Any other thoughts about Right on Track? Uh, no. If you if you were thinking about watching this one, probably skip it. Unless you really like Disney Channel movies and you're a teenage girl that needs Empowered. I would say if Disney Plus had a faster playback option like Netflix does, like YouTube does, you could crank through this in like 45 minutes to an hour and just be like, yeah, I get it. Like, it's it's not bad. It's, it's not just bad. That, like it's it's very paced for tv there's not enough plot to stretch 90 minutes yep if you could speed up the playback worth it yeah but disney does not allow you to do that so you can probably skip it yep also if you if you're curious about it watch it also i feel like at this point if you wanted to have seen this movie you probably would have you would have already seen this movie i agree anyway come back next week for the minutes oh also shout out to our patrons hold on oh good call shouting out Josh Buckley before for his upcoming Equilibrium episode, but shout out to Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of Ooh. High School Slumber Party, West Hampton, Jerry Robinson. Oh, uh, up ne- so West Hampton, Jerry Robinson, next guy, just had a birthday yesterday, Dan the Duke Hayden. Happy birthday. The Devils won the night before. He was celebrating with that. Happy. Good big win for the Devils. Yep. Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of Wolves, Michael Moser, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting us the $5 a month level or above. If you want to join them, TooFast2Forever.com. I feel like next lap we're going to have a bunch of bonus episodes on the Patreon just for different reasons. A lot of a lot of people at the $10 tier and other things that I'm sliding in there. So just go to TooFastTooFrapper.com, join that if you haven't yet and you want to, or not, you know, Do it. totally up to you. Do it. But for all things Too Fast Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. We'll read on the next episode. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop. And come back next week for Life in the Fast Lane, number 11, Too Fast, Too Furious, Minutes 86. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we will tell you all about it. We see you.